brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA-approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. It's true that some things change as we get older. But if you're a woman over 40 and you're dealing with insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, and weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. And with MIDI Health, you can get help and stop pushing through it alone. The experts at MIDI understand that all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes that happen around menopause. And MIDI can help you feel more like yourself again. Many healthcare providers aren't trained to treat or even recognize menopause symptoms. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts. They're dedicated to providing safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions for dozens of hormonal symptoms, not just hot flashes. Most importantly, they're covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. You deserve to feel great. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Welcome in, everybody. Phil Jones with you. And I have a guest today that you may recognize. He's back. Listen, man, I'm like a bad cold, Phil. I just keep coming back. <laughs> Larry Godwin is in the house with me today. Larry, it's good to have you back, my it's friend. It's good to be here, man. Really good to be here. Absolutely. Glad to have Larry back. Now, it's not Wide Open Wednesday with Larry, but it is Tuesday with Larry Godwin, so uh, everybody take a moment and say hey to LG. The reason I'm here is because I heard a rumor that it was Taco Tuesday. <laughs> I show up, there's no tacos. <laughs> no tacos. No ta- we were supposed to have tacos yesterday, actually. Man. It's funny you say that, but uh, no, we uh, uh, no tacos around here today. But uh, anyway, uh, we have you guys with us today. Uh, that's all that matters. In fact, I was just looking before we got started at everybody that is uh, lined up today for our Tuesday show. 
Kennedy Weems is checking in with us. Now, Kennedy, as I mentioned yesterday, not going to be able to join us uh, tomorrow. <laughs> what are we going to do, Kennedy? But she'll be back with us next week. So good to see you on board today, Kennedy. Thanks so much. Uh, and by all means, Kennedy, chime in with us today. Be a part of the show, uh, even if it is just messaging us. I'm kind of jealous of, of Kennedy. As soon as she took my place, everybody's like, Larry who? (laughs) Well, it may have something to do with, you know, the fact she's a good-looking blonde, you know. Well, that doesn't help, but she's also very knowledgeable. Oh, she is that. Especially when it comes to that uh, Coffee County football man. She is that. What what does that say? Phil, talk into the mic. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what? I didn't have my my headphones on, so I'm just freewheeling it here. (laughs) We need to get you a marker so I can read those things. All right. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm going to have to maybe reposition my, uh, my computer here so I can see. Abby Pearson is checking in with us. Uh, Kenneth Hurst. I was just talking, too, about, about everybody being from all the different schools. That is just a beautiful thing to see with the show, guys. This is what we love to have is uh, representation from all over the state. Uh, of course, Kennedy Coffee representing the Coffee I Trojans. Abby yep. Pearson. She's repping her Clinch County team, which came back down to earth this week, by the way. Kenneth Hurst, of course, Thomas County Central. Ben Franklin Baum checking in. I'm a founding father of the country, as you are, Ben Franklin Baum. What a name. We have some of the greatest names. I heard Fabrizio kind of touch on that the other day Yes, when he called in. Yes. Yeah, Is he, he still as jovial this week with, with the loss? You know, he, 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 it's amazing. I think the guy is real comfortable in his skin. Sure. And I think he understands that, look, I've I've pretty much, you know, turned this thing around at Lee County. Uh, I've got state championships. Uh, A loss will come every now and then. Yeah, he's fine. Okay. Yeah, he was, uh, you know, just like last year when he got tossed out at Lounge, you know, he was texting us. And oh, my god! Up in the press box. Have you, you talked that? about that before? So, I have. So the, so the guy gets tossed from the game and said so he's, you know, he's ushered to the visitor locker room. And you and I are calling that game because we're doing the live stream. Right. And I look over there at you and you're like texting back and forth to Fabrizio, man. <laughs> the funniest thing. <laughs> yeah, he was the same way Friday night. You know, he was talking about, well, y'all have a lot of viewers to watch me, uh, you know, uh, get our butts kicked, you know. And so, yeah, he, I, you know, and don't you like that about the guy, oh, yeah. regardless of what you think about him, you know, maybe as a coach. Uh, I mean, the fact that he Absolutely. just takes it all in stride. Some coaches, they get all yeah, up in their do. feelings when they, they really do. They have a loss. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I know uh, some like that. So, Larry, uh, we're going to continue to acknowledge uh, everybody that's in the house today, but Wow, what a great weekend of games we had really this good. past weekend. And some unexpected outcomes. Oh, very much well. so. Yeah. Very I mean, much so. Who saw Benedictine taking it to, to where? As a matter of fact, I've got a really good friend that's a, um, it's just a, a huge Ware County fan. And he's going to be calling me tonight because he, we talked a little bit today. And he said that, Larry, where has got some issues that need to be addressed? Because when they hit the region and specifically the playoffs – some of these better teams are going to expose the weakness in. It, it might be the only weakness that Ware has, but Benedictine exposed it. No doubt. That was a shootout. What, 49-42, I believe, the final. And I tell you, um, this week's four questions with the coach that is part of our uh, Georgia newsletter, uh, we have um, Coach Britt. Danny Britt, who's the head coach of Benedictine, sure. he's going to be featured in our four questions with the coach. And, you know, one of the things I asked him was, you know, how big a win was this? He said, it's big. 
you know, we had a couple of state championships. He's done a great job, 11 years as the head coach of the cadets over there at Benedictine. But he talked about how when they got down, they had a lead of a touchdown. They didn't let up. Yeah. They could have easily started to try to run out the clock. But they kept throwing it with that, you know, uh, what's his name, Holden Gariner. I think that's how you say Mm -hmm. his name, who is just an unbelievable quarterback in a state, again, in a year in this state where we have so many great quarterbacks. And we're going to be talking about one of them here in just a minute. But he said, look, we kept pouring it on. We kept going for it. We realized if we tried to get conservative in that game, it was going to cost us. And sure enough, they go for and get a two-touchdown lead. Ware County comes right back and gets that touchdown, which by that point – Benedictine had that t- uh, uh, touchdown lead, so wasn't enough time for uh, um, Ware County to do anything except trying to onside kick. They didn't get it. So, uh, again, kudos to uh, Coach Britt and Benedictine. One of many great games around the state. Now, I want to talk about the Wintersville Classic. You were there. Yeah. You guys were streaming the game, by the way. We were. And, uh, uh, you know, we were kind of both surprised that you guys had enough uh, late ticket sales to be able to do that. So I finally got a count last night. We had, by the time the game started, uh, we went from, Phil, we went from earlier in the week, like Wednesday afternoon, we had like over 3,500 tickets remaining. By the time we kicked off, we had 518 tickets that were unsold. So that was an amazing turnaround. Wow. It really was. No kidding. But one of the reasons that we were able to pull that off is about Wednesday afternoon, uh, all of our the Lounge social media sites really did an appeal to our Lounge fan base, and we just let them know what was up. It's like Valdosta is struggling to sell their allotment of tickets because they asked for 2,700 tickets. And so they were they're nowhere near able to sell that. And so we were stuck with about 1,000 left of our own. So together, we had about 3,500 tickets left. So we went to our Lounge fan base and basically said, listen, all these years you've been clamoring for tickets at the last second. If you want to attend the game, this is the year to do it. We have plenty of tickets. Get up to the ticket office now. Get your tickets. And our Lounge fan base went out in droves. You should have seen that visitor side. It was clearly mostly crimson and white over there. And, and, I, and, and I firmly believe that that huge, true home field advantage in the stands led to uh, a, a kind of a, a renewed energy in our, in our guys on the field. I was glad to see that the crowd picked up because that game, Larry, it, it deserves, it needs Absolutely. a big crowd. It does. It does. Yeah. So that was, uh, that was good to see a lot of the, um, uh, the, the black and yellow. And so what, what is the exact color? Is it, is it garnet? What, what, what is Crimson. It? Crimson. Okay. Crimson and white. Crimson and white. So it was good to see all those colors in the stands. Uh, great to see, of course – uh, lounge wins it. Speaking of lounge, of course, we're going to be talking today. It is Tuesday. That means we're going to be talking to Jamie DeBose, the head coach of the Lounge High Vikings. He'll be joining us here at the bottom of the hour. Cool. So, uh, a lot to get to today with uh, the Lounge head coach. I would assume he's got to be pretty pleased. Absolutely. I saw him in, <clears throat> at the Touchdown Club last night. He was in, as you would expect, in good spirits. Sure. Yeah, we were celebrating his 150th win. Yes. Career I win. I saw that. 2 0 at the Wintersville Classics. We had him a nice big cake. A lot of the players showed up uh, to help celebrate that along with some, some really cool fans. So we had a good time last night. That's fantastic. 150 wins. That is a milestone indeed. Absolutely. Something to be proud of for sure. Uh, Jim Blair is checking in with us. Brandon Stockwell, it's good to see you back in the house. 
Brandon. Uh, haven't seen you in a while. He says, I know we're talking high school football, but I want to point out that Florida State is terrible, oh and I'm gosh. almost ashamed. Hey, Brandon, thanks for the update, buddy. I just don't know how that has happened. I don't know how a program so – not just proud, but a program that was in the upper echelon for years right. – and really was the study of consistency yeah. in college football, how they got so bad. It's crazy. Did, what was the previous coach's name? Willie um, Taggart. Okay. Is it possible that he did that much damage in such a short period of time? So I'm not a follower of FSU And football, I'm not either. That's why I'm but, asking. But uh, some buddies of mine are like uh, like Tim Neesmith, big FSU fan. Mm-hmm. So guys like, like Tim Stickman, uh, they will tell me things like, uh, you know, Willie Taggart was not just a bad football coach or head football coach at the Seminoles, but he was an awful recruiter as well. And so, you know, uh, coaching the, the team that he's inherited from uh, Jimbo Fisher is one thing, but the, the few years that he was there and the pipeline that he was bringing in was just not very good. And so now he exits the program. You know, Mike Norvell comes in. He's having to coach Willie Taggart's guys. And, and you see the results on the field. Yeah. And so that led to, what, the explosive uh, interview that Norvell had yesterday about this 0-4 start. I saw, the, I saw bits and pieces of that press conference. Again, it's just unbelievable, you know, what's happened there in Tallahassee. Okay, uh, we have got to take a break. Again, we got a lot to get to. I want to point out, as we go to break, though, Rodney Johnson representing – coffee all the way from Tacoma, Washington. That's about as far as you can get as the crow flies from where we are while staying in the continental United States. So I love it. Guys, thanks so much. We're going to try to acknowledge as many people as we can today. Keep the comments coming. It's what we're all about is engaging you guys. Thank you so much for all of your comments. I promise you we're going to get to you uh, when we come back. All right. I'm Phil Jones. Larry Godwin is in the house. we got to take a break. You're watching Extra Point with Phil Jones at LG today. We'll be right back. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. want to take a moment and give a big shout-out to our friends at Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta, longtime sponsor of the show. Guys, everything you need is in one stop at Winn-Dixie. If you're looking for dinner tonight, stop and uh, take uh, dinner home. To the folks at the house, they got a full-scale hot bar, full-scale floor department. Need your prescriptions filled? Winn-Dixie has got that as well. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. At Adel Dental Associates, we've been building smiles for 25 years. For the fearful and the fearless. Supporting our community and the Cook High Hornets. Go Hornets.
Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And MIDI can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, you know, our defense came out and uh, played really, really well, especially in the first quarter and the start of the game to establish momentum. You know, our special teams, we got a big punt return. You know, we, we took the ball down, scored, went up 3 nothing. Um and then I had a big punt, went, had them, held them three and out, had a big punt return deep in their territory, boom, got another score. It was 10 nothing right off the bat. We kind of flipped the script from last year. We were able to jump on them right from the start, go up 17 nothing in the first quarter, and that, that was big. The next opponent, not going to be quite as tough as Lowndes. Talk about uh, Lithia Springs. Lithia Springs, you know, they're coached by Corey Jarvis, who, you know, took Mace in the state championship game a few years ago, and he's an excellent football coach. They they lost a really close game to a good Alexander team last week. They won the week before. So, you know, they're, uh, it's going to be a game we're going to have to turn up to play with. And, you know, we, I talked to our kids this morning about, hey, look, uh, you know, we've got to, if we want to be a team that can make a run in the playoffs, we've got to be able to come out and, and practice hard and play well after a big win. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Bill Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you, along with Larry Godwin, who has uh, been so kind to accept my invitation to join me today. Uh, Larry, again, thanks so much for being here, buddy. No problem, man. Uh, and thank you guys for being here uh, as part of the show. Uh, Joe Mamone checking in. Joe is in New York City. Man, we're getting great representation, not only from around the state, but from around the country as well. Don't you love it? Absolutely. Hey, a while ago before we went through break, we were talking about a guy from in, in Tacoma, Washington. Yeah. Now you go to the east coast of uh, the Big Apple. <laughs> Right? We're down, people down in Florida listening to us. I mean, it's all over the place, man. Gotta love it. Gotta love it. Now, if we could just like uh, quadruple that at least, you know, uh, with our live uh, look ins, we'd love it. But hey, we love every one of you that check in. I promise you. Phil right. Jones worldwide. <laughs> We're trying to get there. We're trying to get there. All right. So, Larry, let's talk about some of the games okay. uh, the, from this past weekend. Obviously, yeah. you weren't. Uh, here yesterday, I know you, you you were able to call in, but let's talk about some of these great matchups that we had this past weekend. We touched on the Wintersville Classic, twenty-one to nothing. 
Um, I wasn't surprised that Lowndes won. I was surprised, though, that Valdosta did not score. Sure. I think that surprised everybody. Even yeah. the even the, the most uh, hardcore Lowndes fan was probably surprised that Valdosta goose-egged. Yeah. And uh, you were there, and we'll certainly talk about it a but little listen, bit more. They, yeah, go ahead. they came close to scoring. I mean, they had Valdosta got down to the one yard line. It was fourth and goal from the one, <clears> right? And uh, Gardner gets the ball. He's in the gun. He rolls out to his left, spots an opening up the middle, tries to go almost a dive play, if you will. He's met by a couple of Lowndes guys right there at the one yard line, takes him down at the half yard line, Phil. The half yard line. Now, um, uh, Sam Horn is convinced it was a touchdown. <clears throat> But I told him, as long, along with Shane Thomas, because he was there taking photos yep, for, right. the, for the times, yes. he and I were standing right next to each other, right outside the end zone there, right, and the play was developing right in front. And we both tried to convince Sam, like, the dude was down at the half-yard line, but, but you can't convince Sam. <laughs> so, it, yes, so, so I also got close. Uh, of course, that would have been one. They needed three. Yep. Uh, but I, from what I think you may have told me this, I think Lowndes left maybe a couple of touchdowns. Uh, Three touchdowns on the on the table. Yeah, yeah. So again, what it sounds like, it was pretty much uh, domination by the Lowndes Vikings. Larry, I, I know we're going to be talking to Coach Debose uh, scheduled at five thirty. Uh, you and I have talked about this back and forth this year. Uh, I, I'm still kind of waiting for the real Lowndes Vikings to sure. please come forward. Um, I know early on there were some downs. They lose to Walton, anybody's game. Um, the Lee County game, I mean, it was surprisingly close. Now, I know that Lee County had their problems at Warner Robins, but that's a completely different story. Sure. We'll talk about that. But what's your take on this Lowndes team? You get to see them up close and personal. you got a better take on it than really anybody. Uh, so, give me your thoughts on the Vikings. Well, I said earlier this year, I don't know if you remember me saying this, but it was going to take five games – Mm-hmm. I remember Four. that. I do remember that. It was going to take five games yep. for us to discover who the real Vikings were. Mm-hmm. Because we were so inexperienced, you know, especially after that ELCA debacle in the preseason game. Everybody, including myself, walked away dejected from that game thinking, man, this is going to be a long year. Even if it was just a spring. Even uh, if it uh, was just a, a uh, you know, fall preseason right, scrimmage, right? right? So it, it was like a feel, it was like a roller coaster of emotions. Like, I'm going to take you back earlier this year in the spring game against Warner Robins. We see how well Warner Robins is playing now. Right. And Lowndes handled Warner Robins pretty easily in the spring game. So we're, we're all kind of flying sky high thinking, okay, we might be inexperienced, but this might be a pretty good team. I had forgotten all about that. So we go into the summertime, and Lowndes does really well in some of these seven-on-seven, high-profile seven-on-seven tournaments. We don't win them, but we come really close. And then we go into the fall camp, and, and all the momentum's picking up, and then ELCA, ELCA happened. And then all of a sudden, you could just feel the air just leave the Lowndes balloon. And then we go to the first game, we go to Walton, play a really good Walton team, and we're getting, honestly, we're getting clobbered. We really are. I mean, it, we, it was worse than what the score showed. Then, but all of a sudden, uh, we had a renewed sense of urgency with our offense, and we got it in the gear and, uh, and tied that thing up and went into overtime. And even if it was a loss, we felt like it was a good loss. You know what I mean by a good loss, right? Sure, of course. Your, your guys are fighting as hard as they can. They make a valiant effort. You come up a little short, and we all could live with that. We're actually pretty energized. And then Lake Gibson happens. And then we score all those points, mm-hmm. and, and now we're convinced we are on our way. 
and then Lee County happens. And then the roller coaster goes back downhill and we experience those emotions again. And now that sets us up for this Valdosta game and, and everybody's thinking, okay, Lowndes, we're kind of struggling, not kind of, we're really struggling stopping the run. Valdosta has, has <clears throat> almost made, made a living. That's their only living, their only source of income, basically for a football team is their run game. Yeah. And we saw what they did against Colquitt. And so that has energized their fan base. Right. It's kind of deflated ours, like, uh-oh, what's going to happen in this game? No one really could kind of put their finger on, right. on the pulse. So this game happens. <clears throat> DuBose and Mark Hurt, that defensive staff, John Arnold, Terry Quinn, uh, Jamel Dimps, those, all those guys really stepped up, put a great game plan together, basically bet the farm field. They bet the farm and sold out on stopping the run. It's like, we're going to put – Throw it on us if you dare. We're going to put man on the outside and dare you to throw it on yeah. us. Right? Yeah. And the gamble worked. It did. And we stopped them pretty cold for a good three quarters. And they had a couple of drives there in the second half where the game was basically over. But, anyway, now we're feeling pretty, pretty good again. Yep. So, we're going into this homecoming feeling pretty good. Alcove, let's be honest, should be an easy win. Of course. For Lowndes. Next week is Cedar Grove, another high-quality wow. team. Right. Now, I'm gonna I'm gonna relate this. Y- y'all stick with me, okay? This is LG, so you're gonna get a little bit of philosophy today, <laughs> okay? And we're gonna tie it all into football, okay? I was on a business call today, Phil, and, and we were talking to some business leaders, and this guy, he say in two minutes, this guy, <laughs> he says uh, he was asked a question. He's building a company, and we're all trying to learn from him, right? He says, listen, there's one thing that you got to know about building a company from scratch, and that is, and everybody's like, well, what is that? He says, you got to fail fast. And someone asked the obvious question, what do you mean fail fast? He says, failure is a given in the business world, right? So the faster you fail, especially if you fail with great effort, that gives you a lot of promise going into the future, right? The faster you fail, the faster you can learn about yourself and your team, and the faster you can put those learnings into place so you won't repeat the same mistakes. Mm-hmm. But if you drag it out and, and basically it's a slow failure, you don't learn a lot about your team and you get exposed later on. So you, he would rather fail fast, take your lumps early, learn from it, move on. And that, I think that's what this Lowndes team has really done. In these two early losses, they failed fast, they learned from their failures and their mistakes. They put the corrections in place. And I think we're finally going to start to see the real Lounge Vikings step up. Well, certainly, uh, as you mentioned, Alcovey, uh, Alcovey, uh, Anchovy, uh, whatever they are, uh, oh. that should be an easy victory. And then you've got you know, uh, Cedar Grove. We talked about them, probably one of the best teams. Well, not probably. They are one of the best teams in the state. Um, look. I have said, and I'm sticking to it, I think Lounge in the end is going to pleasantly surprise people. I think they're going to be just fine. Now, you know, what what really matters most, Larry, and we're talking about all these games, but what really matters is the region. Yep. Tiff County, Lounge is better than them. Colquitt County, I got to tell you, that's another. Hold on, hold on. Cole Moore. Phil Jones said that, not me. Don't well, take it out on me. Even with Chift improving, Lowndes is still the better team. Colquitt County, I got to tell you, this is not the Colquitt of old. I think they're starting to really have kink show in their armor. Um, you, you, you know, the, uh, uh, they're, 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 just, they're just not the same team. I think Valdosta exploited that. Yeah. 
Um, Westlake, you know, beat Colquitt County. Now, I know Colquitt had a big victory over Northside Warner Robins, but again, Northside Warner Robins, they're just not back yet. Uh, I know my buddy D. Smith thought they were. So that leaves uh, who else we got left in the region? Camden. Camden, okay. Camden is playing well. Uh, in fact, it's going to be interesting. Do you know that Jeff Heron, and I'm going to check this during the break, which we got to go to break. Jeff Heron has lost two games. I can't remember the last time a Jeff Heron coach team lost two regular season games. Yeah. And it's still got the season to go. Yeah. So, what did I just say about, say that and all that that I just mentioned? Region 178 is wide open. So, you win the region, you get a home playoff game, and Lowndes is so good at home, I think anything can happen. We got to go to break, guys. We'll be back with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones, Larry Gowan is in the studio with me today, as you can see. We'll be right back, guys. And I got a bone to pick with Abby Pearson. So. <laughs> Guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. A quick break to tell you about our friends at Pepsi-Cola of Aldosta, our sponsor of the show. Guys, you see me every day before I really get into the bulk of the show. What do I do? Pop open an ice-cold Pepsi. Again, big shout-out to our friends at Pepsi-Cola of Aldosta, one of our great sponsors here of Extra Point with Phil Jones. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com newsletter. All right, guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to one of our newest sponsors, Bull Durham Insurance. Now, they're located in Moultrie, but guys, it doesn't matter where you're watching. If you're in Moultrie or Macon or Montezuma, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. Have you been thinking about life insurance? Bull Durham Insurance can take care of that and all of your insurance needs Call them today, 985-1415. That's Coach, it looked like uh, the second quarter is really the quarter that did you guys in. And talk about that particular quarter. It was a three three plays in a row. <laughs> I mean, without you know, you score when the defense isn't on the field, and uh, yeah, you they scored one when we were the offense wasn't on the field, and it was just a it went bang 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 three. I mean, you couldn't draw up three other bad things to happen. Toombs County is your next opponent, Coach. Yep. Very good, very solid team. I was able okay. went and watched them Friday night. Uh, they played over in Berrien, beat Berrien, and a two-way school. It's a 
again, it prepares us. You know, I basically look at our schedule as every game on our schedule from, from the first five games or playoff opponents. Those are the type of teams you see in the playoffs. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And, uh, you know, we, the good thing is that during the regular season, you get a do-over. Uh, during the playoffs, you don't. So you got to match up with those guys that are, that are equal to the teams that you see in the playoffs. Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. Your North Ashley Street Win Dixie in Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar. So when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Hey guys, thanks so much for watching Extra Point with Phil Jones. I want to take a moment and give a big shout out to Adel Dental Associates, one of our great sponsors of Extra Point. Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff going to make you feel real comfortable. I get it. You're scared of going to the dentist but Dr. Mike and his staff will make you feel comfortable. They offer sedation dentistry, if that's what you want. Visit their website, adeldental.com. Check out all the services that they offer. After all, they keep this smile looking good. Adel Dental Associates. Want to know the inside scoop? Subscribe to our ITG Next Georgia newsletter. Every week, get the best high school sports news delivered straight to your inbox. Rankings, player stats, recruiting news, and hot sports topics. Sign up today at itgnext.com slash newsletter.
the younger guys can get caught up in, in this. Of course, they've got their star power quarterback, although Thomasville has got one heck of a running back in Fulton. But talk a little bit about that challenge and make sure that your focus is on the here and the now one game at a time. Yeah, like I said earlier, I, a lot of these kids know each other. They, Thomasville kids, our kids, they know each other. So I, I don't think they'll look past this game. I know they don't. We Let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All right, welcome back, guys. Phil Jones with you. It's Extra Point with Phil Jones. Uh, Larry Godwin in studio with me today. And uh, speaking of Larry and the Lounge Eye Vikings, uh, let's bring in now the head Viking himself. Of course, I'm talking about Jamie DeBose. Coach DeBose, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you and Larry doing today? Hey, Coach. Doing great, Coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, man. Glad to be here today. Just coming off the field, a good little – practice it's uh still a little warm out there but we got we got a little work in today i got you yeah the uh we keep getting teased with these cooler uh nights and mornings but uh yeah right around the middle of the afternoon it keeps reminding us that we're not quite there yet right coach oh yeah man I, I, the other night it was a nice night and like you said i hope we're getting to that point that uh that uh, crisp air starts going and then and we get a little cooler temperatures it makes everything a little bit better and that means playoffs is just around the corner when it gets cooler. Yep. That's exactly right. Uh, uh, and, Larry, feel free to chime in uh, when you like with uh, Coach DeBose. Coach, I wanted to uh, ask you, though, uh, Larry and I were talking in the first segment before uh, you joined us. Of course, uh, talking primarily about the Wintersville Classic from this past uh, Friday night. Had a great crowd. That was great to see. By the way, congratulations, Coach, on your 150th victory. I, uh, I'd be remiss if we didn't uh, start things off by, by saying congrats. That's quite an accomplishment, Coach. Well, I appreciate it, but, you know, I, I'll tell you this. Uh, they didn't want one of those wins come because I scored a touchdown or uh, <laughs> because I made a tackle. There is a lot of people that's had a part in that. And, you know, I, I got, you know, I, I send those thank yous out myself to those guys uh, periodically through the years. And uh, matter of fact, I had a couple of coaches that coached with me and retired uh, back over in Alabama. They don't coach anymore. They were at the game the other night and, you know, they were able to be there and celebrate. And that was nice. And, uh, you know, I mean, it, it, it's good. But like I said, uh, Bill, there's a, there's a lot of people that's a part of that. And I've been very blessed and thankful to be in some really good football programs and, uh have really good coaches and players around me and uh that that's the reason we win man right there coach when you um when you approach these milestones like 150 wins 
Do you, do you ever sit back and reflect on those? Or, or do you just count it as another win and because you're so busy winning the next game? Well, you know, I'll be honest with you, Larry. I, I, I didn't know it was 150. My wife had uh, told me at the end of the year last year that uh, had we, I think, went to the state championship, won the state championship after we lost Colin Till. If we'd won Colin Till and the other one, I believe we, we would have hit 150 in the state championship game. And I thought, well, that would have been really nice. But, uh, you know, I, we knew it going in how many we had. And, you know, I, I do like she keeps up with it for me because she, she knows that uh, I like to. But me personally, I don't. I no, I don't. I don't think about that a whole lot. I don't. I don't think about many wins, many losses. I remember some of them, and uh, you know the, the the things that happened. But at the end of the day, you know, I try not to look at it. I've been a head coach now for 15 years, and uh, it's uh, it's been it's been a good run and it's been a good time. But uh, uh, there's so many of them I could go back and look at. But you know, the surprising thing is some of the wins are are not even ones I remember about state championship. I'll never get that Tipton win last year. The struggles we had and coming off COVID and uh, the, the effort that our kids gave after like one and a half days of practice, uh, there's wins like that that always stick out in my mind too. I got you. Hey, uh, Coach, so let's talk about the the victory. Again, uh, Wintersville Classic, uh, you, you've been here now long enough to know just how big this thing is. Uh, congratulations, 21 to nothing victory. Uh, in the game uh, Friday night, talk about your team and uh, your your overall feelings. Uh, you know about the, the well, your feelings about the overall performance uh, in the twenty-one uh, nothing win. Well, again, I thought uh, defensively we played a four-quarter game and uh, very pleased with our defense. We made a few uh, adjustments defensively and uh, worked on them last week and did some things, put some people in positions to make plays and simplified some things, made it a little easier, and uh, they just pinned their ears back, and played and. You know, uh, I think had a huge desire to win that ball game. You know, and a uh, little thing that uh, I'll I'll note for you that I always love note for our fans uh, going for us right now. Valdosta has not scored in our stadium in three years, or three times wow. coming here. So uh, we've shut them out the last three visits. They've been to Martin Stadium, and uh, it's it's kind of gotten personal with every group now. Uh, they told me about it before the game, and it was a goal that we had, and uh, you know, heck, it was in jeopardy down there on the goal line, and. Uh, these thumb guns held them out, man. They got after it and uh, stopped them on the one-yard line, had a great goal line stand. And, you know, offensively, I thought we, in the first half we played fast. Uh, we played physical. Our tempo was going really well. Uh, I did something a little different the other night. We threw the ball 29 times. Uh, Coach Mack's rolling over right now in the three. I mean, <laughs> you know, he, Coach, Coach Mack, he, he wouldn't want to hear that at all. But we threw it 29 times the other night. And, uh, you know, we uh, – we found a way to, to, to still win the ball game, but we tried. We got in the red zone in the second half a few times. I felt like two or three times, and uh, I attempted to do a lot of throws and man coverage, uh, working on some things, and it didn't work out for us quite like I wanted to, and uh, got a little frustrated with that. And and you know, Jakari, you know, he, he he'll tell you, and uh, I'm not saying anything. I'm proud of him. He did a great job running the ball and doing things, but it wasn't one of his better throwing nights. Uh, and, and he struggled a little bit. But with that being said, he had some drops. Uh, there were several drops in the game by several players. So, you know, we, we only snapped the ball five times in the, sec in the third quarter. Uh, I thought Valdosta did a good job of uh, moving the ball in the third quarter a little bit, keeping us off the field and uh, couldn't get us going. But, 
you know, I, I thought our guys played really well. I'll, I'll be honest. I know we left two, maybe three touchdowns out there that we should have got. Uh, but my hat's off to foul us for playing in the second half, doing an outstanding job uh, and, and not giving up in that situation. Uh, you know, but uh, also I want to make note, you know, I know Chase Belcher was player of the game, but, you know, Jakari broke the uh, rushing record for Lowndes High School uh, the other night. He is now atop the record books with the most rushing yards of any uh, player at Lowndes, and he also broke with the touchdown he scored the most touchdowns uh, in a career mark. Wow. Uh, so he broke two uh, marks the other night in that ball game, and, you know, man, what a great deserving uh, thing for him. And, uh, you know, now he also can say that he won Wintersville four times in a row as a quarterback. That's remarkable also. Well, that is indeed. Larry, you got something? Yeah, Coach, you, you just touched on something. You, you, you talked about in the third quarter – you only had five snaps, but with that, you still had 70 snaps total in the game. This, I think that's the second time this year that you've hit that milestone of 70 snaps. It, it appears that you're purposely trying to play faster and faster. Is that the case, and how's that working out? Well, yeah, and I'll, I'll tell you, in the Lee County game, and the Walton game, even the two games we lost, uh, our guys will tell you, when we go our up-tempo, our very fast pace, we're the best we are. I mean, we've been really good when we just – don't think and we just roll we do it kind of the old miss way we've got a, a tempo that as soon as that official walks out we're snapping the ball and whenever we do that we we have been really really successful and really good and uh the other night was the same uh, scenario in the second series of the game we went tempo and chase popped a long run and we scored uh you know and, and we did it several other times the other night so you know it uh it's 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 one of those things that I'm finding out about our team uh, that tempo is better. When we get into our regular check offense, you'll see us and we're a little bit more slow. Sometimes you'll see the frustration by me when I'm waving my hand like go, and it seems like we just we 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 take too much time. And uh, we're a better football team. It seems like when we're trying to snap it, trying to get it going. Coach, when you go up tempo like that, is there like a a goal to have it snapped under so many seconds. The reason I ask you that is because I, I purposely, when, when we were going up tempo against Leg Gibson, I was purposely <clears throat> timing the the snaps. And as soon as that ball was marked ready for play, we were snapping the ball within four and a half seconds. Is that your goal? Well, yeah. I mean, as fast as we can, Larry. I'll be honest with you. If they could snap it in two seconds, we'd snap it. Uh, the key is is to get lined up, get set, snap it, and uh, try to catch the defense either if they're trying to substitute with 13, 12 on the field, whatever, uh, and, and two, try to snap it before they even get set. And we're trying to get into a situation to where they can't send blitzes in and they can't change front. And uh, we really kind of set them. Because what we do is we don't really change formations either a lot out of it. We've got, uh, to be honest, uh, and I don't mind telling you, we've got 10 set plays uh, that we run out of that set. And uh, we practice them all week. And, uh you know, those 10 plays are going to be run. Now, we can run them out of multiple sets. Uh, we can run them out of, uh, you know, empty sets. We can run them out of four wide. We can run them out of a uh, tight end set. Uh, we can run them out of a tight pullback pro set. So, you know, we, we there's several things we can do them out of, and uh, we just try to go as fast as we can and get it done. You're watching Extra Point. Phil Jones got Larry Godwin in studio with me today as we uh, talk with Jamie DeBose, head coach of the Lowndes Vikings, uh, coming off a big victory 
over the Valdosta Wildcats in the Wintersville Classic. Uh, a couple of people wanting to uh, send their congrats along to you. Abby Pearson, congratulations on the uh, big win, Coach. Charles King, I know he's a uh, Tiff County guy, sending along his big uh, – or his congratulations for the big win. Wilbur Pelfrey, though, has got a question for you, Coach. I'm going to bring my microphone over here so I can uh, read this one. Wilbur Pelfrey wants to know, Coach, after five games, I want to know if Coach is concerned with the number of procedure penalties we're still committing, which is constantly putting us behind the sticks. Again, Coach, don't shoot the messenger. Uh, that's Wilbur Pelfrey asking that one. Oh, I don't care. I mean, that's fine. Everybody can ask their question because we don't we don't practice jumping off sides. I can assure <laughs> you of that one. But, uh, uh, and, and if you haven't heard me on the headset, you, you would know that that's not a happy thing to do. But, uh, uh, no, we, we, we want to stop that. And uh, that's not something we're practicing. That's not something we want to do. Uh, I, I've said before, our offensive line has been a growth in progress. And uh, we, we're trying to get better every day. And uh, – that's a frustrating thing. And, uh, you know, that's one of our goals every week, stay in front of the stick. And I think I've said that almost every week. But, uh, you know, it's something that, you know, I, I don't know why. Last week uh, we, we, we pre-snapped it like three times, meaning the center moved the ball. You know, a lot of times we have dealt with defenses calling out snap counts or reflecting their voice in a sense to be a snap count. But I, I'm not blaming anybody on that. That hasn't happened because nobody's complained about it, the offensive linemen. So, you know, uh, I you know, I wish I had a great answer for you of why they're doing it. Uh, I don't know. Do I wish they would stop doing it? Yes, absolutely. And uh, do we get on them about it? Yes, we do. So, uh, and it is concerning because, you know, the, the most concerning is not, yeah, first and 10 turns to first and 15, but the one I get frustrated about is that third and two that turns to a third and seven. Uh, that that's the biggie, and that's what happened in the Walton game. Uh, that was that was so hurtful. But uh, uh, you know we've we've got to we've got to continue to get better. This team is not where they need to be yet. But you know there's glimpses. There I don't think that's the word. There's there there's shots and there's things that that show everybody that we're on the verge of getting to where I want to get to. And uh, you know we got the defense rolling last week. Offensively, we, we've been playing pretty solid all year. Uh, do we make those stupid little mistakes like that? Yes. Uh, and and uh, do we want to stop them? Yes. But at the end of the day, uh, you know, I, other than uh, I, I don't really know how to stop it. Uh, we, we, we practice not to. We practice with noise. If you come to our practice, it's as loud as anything. Uh, you know, so I, you know, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep talking about it, and hopefully it'll go away. Coach Larry and I were talking earlier. Uh, you got a, a game coming up uh, this week, Alcove, and then another real tough customer uh, in uh, Cedar Grove. And then, of course, region play starts. I want to talk to you uh, about one thing you just mentioned because it's something we've been wondering about. I've even mentioned it on the show. I really don't think we've seen it. I know Larry's talked about it. Larry had said that he thought that, you know, we wouldn't really see the the real Lowndes team until, what, five, six games into the season five or so? Game, five games. Um, and, and I've kind of said basically the same thing uh, and, and sort of differently in that I don't think we have seen uh, the best of you guys yet. Talk about if you think that's, like, imminent, if you think it's right around the corner as a coaching staff, you and your staff meet. Do you guys feel like that you're getting there uh, kind of give us, I guess what I'm asking is for a progress report, maybe, uh, for lack of a better word. Well, you know, we're getting better. I mean, I, you know, I, every day 
you know, uh, offensively, we, we, we make some mistakes that are mistakes that uh, you go, man, why are we still making those? But at the end of the day, you, you look around and you see, you know, the, 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 the growth that they have made from where they come from. I think our own line uh, is getting better at, at certain things. And, and as a play caller, you just got to know what that is. Uh, you know, I think our receivers have made the biggest jump. Uh, I think we've got a lot of guys starting to get in the mix and to make plays for us. And I think the running back position is just steadily growing every week. You know, I think our, our, our two-headed monster is uh, is pretty good, and, and I think you're going to start seeing another head jump in there, and we're about to have three-headed monster. So, you know, we're, we've, we've made some adjustments this week on the team too. Uh, you're going to see a little bit more two-way players. Uh, as we get closer to the end of this thing, because you know having the best guys on the field for the for the uh, region play is my goal. Uh, we've had tryouts, I guess you could say, for five to six weeks now. So uh, we, we, we've worked some guys at practice two ways, and we're going to start probably utilize them in games. You might could see them as early as this week or next week. Uh, so uh, that's something that we've been playing with because number one. We've got to get the best guys out there uh, for a 48-minute period. And uh, that's what we're trying to do, and that's what we're trying to get to. And it's nothing against the guys that are playing if somebody has to back up via two or a backup. But at the end of the day, you know, man, uh, it's wins and losses how you judge. And when we get to that region title or when we get to that region game, we've got to play the best to try to get ourselves uh, situated for that region championship. Trust me, after last year, I know how important it is to win all three of them games. And uh, you you got to do everything you can in your power to go get those three games. And uh, we're going to make sure we take care of everything. But, uh, you know, I think defensively uh, we made vast improvements from previous weeks. Uh, Last week was by far the best of the year. But at the end of the day, I'm going to hold off another week or two to see if we maintain that. You know, and, and, and that wasn't just a fluke. Uh, so we're, we're going before I give you a grade on the defense. I'm gonna have to go another week or two, and I'm not really this week, but I want to see us go against Cedar Grove going into region play and and see if we finally figured this thing out defensively and we finally got people in position that we need to get there. Gotcha, Coach. You said that uh, we could possibly and probably will see a three-headed monster in the backfield with at the running back position. So just just to remind our viewers, you know, the, the two backs you've had in rotation are Chase Belcher. And uh, Jakari Fleming, everybody calls him Smoke. Smoke. Who is the third? Yep. Who? So I got a two-part question. Who is the third back you're talking about? And is it because of of injury, or you're just trying to get more experience, or what's the rationale? Well, he he's been working there and getting better, and uh, he's a senior, and uh, he, he's had two tremendous weeks of work. I, I thought at running back, and and he's he's done a good job, and you know we're starting to ask Chase to do a lot of things. You know, he yeah. plays wide receiver and. You're going to see Chase on defense too now. Wow. Uh, so, uh, and he's playing running back. So he's doing a lot of things. And, and I've got to get somebody else in there to give him a break. And, and just in case, and uh, what we're going to do is uh, play Javon Reynolds, uh, 21, number 21. You'll see him go back there some. You saw him a little bit uh, in the uh, earlier game against Griffin uh, when we had some injuries happen in that game. But uh, he's a strong kid that's got a lot of athletic ability. And uh, hopefully uh, he will continue to grow and continue to get better. But uh, he is a physical, more tight back that runs hard. Uh, got good speed, but he's got that physical ability within the tackles to run really tough and hard. 
as we wrap it up, uh, again, uh, visiting today with uh, Coach Jamie DeBose, head coach of the Lowndesville Vikings. Well, I don't think we saw that coming. No, Some that uh, interesting stuff. That breaking coach, news right there. I'm telling you that Coach has laid out for us here on uh, Extra Point. Uh, I got to love it. I will say this, and this will be my last question. If Larry, I'll give you the, the honors of ending the uh, interview if you want. But, um, Coach, I'm starting – I think I even commented this uh, a couple of weeks ago, not with you, but just in general. I think we're starting to see more and more teams do that, meaning going to two-way players. Basically, no matter if you've got 50 players or 75 or 100, it's coaches wanting to maximize – the, the, the talent that they've got in the most efficient way possible. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what I'm hearing from you, Coach. Well, some of ours is due to injury. Uh, we've had some injuries happen uh, in our secondary. Of course, you know we lost Tyler Belcher. Yeah. We lost another corner last week in Ja'Kai Blair. Uh, we don't know how bad that injury is. I'll find out here in just a minute. Mm. Uh, but he's definitely out this week, and I hope it's just a, a maybe a two-week period. But who knows? Uh, and then we've had other injuries, safety and stuff like that. And, you know, we're just uh, – the, our secondary has kind of been depleted. And, uh, you know, we, we've got good young ones back there. But, you know, I mean, it gets into where we're going. We've got to have some guys that are experienced and, uh, you know, we feel good about it. You know, we're just uh, – we're looking at some different combinations. We've got several guys that are now – I would say we're about four or five guys maybe playing both ways now uh getting to that point and this is really the first year i've ever done that i'll be honest with y'all i've never had to do it because uh i've had the talent level was very high and right now we may not be to that point yet talent level wise you know just because you got 125 it don't mean you got 125 vision one or top-notch guys we got great players we got good players but uh, you know, the, the players that we need to certain situations may not be ready for those situations. And uh, we may have to look into that talent pool, as you said, and, and do some things. I think we are headed in the direction we won't have to dual role, role people because uh, I think our depth and our numbers within the next year or two across the board on both sides will really be uh, sufficient that we won't have to do that. And that will be a great day when that happens. And, like I said, at my previous schools, we didn't have to do it because we had the talent pool, we had the talent level. Uh, but right now, we may be lacking a little bit. There's no knock, but uh, we got some really great kids. Larry, you find a word, buddy. Well, Coach Bose, thank you so much for calling in. We appreciate you uh, devoting some time uh, every week for this show, updating not just Viking Nation but our fans. But speaking on, on I think I'm pretty comfortable in saying this. Speaking on, on behalf of, of all Viking Nation, we're we're proud of you as our head coach, and and thank you so much for what you do and and keeping us uh, as I guess informed as as any coach would ever think about doing. Well, so, I, I appreciate it, Larry. You know, I, I, being here is a, a great, uh, a, a great accomplishment for me. Uh, I, I enjoy being the head football coach here, and uh, I, it's an honor to me to be here. And uh, you know, it's uh, it's got a lot of tradition, and we're trying to bring a lot of that tradition back. And we've got some big ideas around here. And uh, I tell you what, the sky's the limit right now. And man, it was wonderful seeing the crowd. You know, Phil, last week I, I called on the crowd to come out the kids and let me give the crowd let me give our fans a hand uh i thought it was an outstanding crowd uh you know i i, I even want it bigger but I, I thought we had a good turnout and uh i looked outside the window of the front looked like we had great tailgates going on what a tremendous atmosphere what a tremendous game and and you know my compliments you know i'm gonna be honest my compliments also are 
or to uh, to, to Valdosta, you know, after the game, a lot of class, shaking hands. As I told you, it's my second year. You know, a lot of people get caught up in these heated rivalries, but both years, you know, both sides shake hands, hug yeah. neck. The players do. Uh, it's a very clean ending uh, because there are a lot of rivalries out there when they end, man. you got to have police on the field. you got to have everybody out there. you got teams that don't want to shake hands. Uh, but I was out in the middle of it, man. There was a lot of neck hugging on both sides. Uh, there's a lot of respect on both sides. And, uh, man, I, I just appreciate being a part of tremendous community rivalry like that. And I agree with you. That's, that's what has always, I think, set this uh, this Wintersville rivalry apart, the fact that the two teams, the two uh, uh, fan bases go at it like nothing else the week of the game. But in the end, it's all about camaraderie. And, uh, and, and you know what? If you didn't get it, get it done, your team didn't get it done, wait till next year. But uh, it's all in good fun. And I'm glad that it, it has uh, turned out that way year in and year out. Coach, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate it. Great stuff today. All right, thank you. Hey, let me give a shout-out to the guys uh, on the Lowndes golf team uh, out at the Valdosta Country Club in the Wintersville Golf Tournament. Lowndes won again this year. I think that's five in a row now. i got to brag on those guys out there playing golf. I went out there and spoke and uh, fired them up beforehand, man. And we it. got another win, so uh, proud of those guys out there. And that We're still behind, but we're only behind by one. we got to catch them next year. But uh, thank you guys for having me on. Y'all have a great day. Looking forward to a wonderful homecoming this Friday night. Get out, support these guys. Have a great week. Go Vikings. Go Vikings. Vikings. Thanks so much, Coach. Thank you. And, and we do want to add real quick. Didn't mean to interrupt yeah. you, Larry, but I do want to add that uh, uh, just for you Valdosta fans now, we have extended an invitation uh, to Coach Felton uh, to come on and, and uh, talk about Valdosta football. So hopefully uh, we'll be hearing from him at some point. And, uh, but I didn't want you Valdosta fans to think that we hadn't uh, thought about you because we have. And I have extended an invitation pretty much every week uh, for Shelton Felton to come on and talk with me. So, Yeah, and Phil, I wanted to say for our uh, Lounge fans out there that uh, watch my Thursday night show at 7 o'clock on the Viking Nation where we do a round-the-nation weekly wrap-up of Lounge athletics, Coach DeBose is going to be on the uh, show this Thursday night, and we're going to dive really deep into his game plan, his philosophy, Sweet. his preparation of the team, that kind of stuff. So for all you Viking Nation fans out there and you can't get enough of Jamie DeBose, we got him on Thursday night at 7 o'clock. Beautiful. Now, Mr. Producer, I know you held up the break sign and the phone sign. Do we want to go to break and take the phone call? Whatever you want. i tell you what. Caller, hang on the line. We're going to take your call. we got to go to break, though. we got to pay some bills. So let's do that. We'll take your call, and we'll bring you on the air when we return here in just a few minutes, caller. We'll be right back with more of Extra Point. Phil Jones, Larry Godwin, and a mystery caller is on the line. We'll be right back. Ah, you know that sound. That's the sound of an ice-cold Pepsi-Cola on a red-hot South Georgia afternoon. Stop by and pick up an ice-cold Pepsi-Cola, or better yet, pick up a case of them at your nearest store. Pepsi-Cola. They've been quenching thirsts of Georgians for dozens of years, and they can take care of your thirst today. That's Pepsi-Cola. There's nothing better on a hot Georgia afternoon than Pepsi-Cola. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. 
No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Been thinking of finally getting that health insurance for you and your family? Bull Durham Insurance offers affordable health insurance. Also, insurance for your auto, home, and life insurance to make sure your family is taken care of in the unfortunate event something should happen to you. No matter if you live in Macon or Moultrie, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. The number's easy to remember, 229-985-1415, 985-1415, Bull Durham Insurance. Your North Ashley Street Winn-Dixie in Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full-scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar. So when there's no time to cook, no problem. Let Winn-Dixie feed your family tonight. That's Winn-Dixie, North Ashley Street in Valdosta. Scared of going to the dentist? Everybody is. But let Dr. Mike McCartney and his staff take care of you and all of your dental needs. Dr. Mike offers sedation dentistry for those that feel a little bit nervous about sitting in the dentist chair. Dr. Mike McCartney, Adel Dental Associates, sees patients from all over Middle and South Georgia. So make the drive today to Adel Dental Associates. You can also make the call, 896-7679. That's 229-896-7679. You can also check out all the services they offer at Adel Dental Associates. Our offensive line was playing a lot of, you know, guys with the not big game experience, and there's nothing that we can do about that except get in those games and and then see how we're going to react. And you know, we we had a you know we had some COVID issues. Uh, we, we had a our middle linebacker starting guard was out. Uh, we knew that going in, but uh, you know it was, we had to end up starting a, a freshman at, at Mike linebacker and playing some guys that, you know, on offensive line that that uh, you know. That, that played hard, but, uh, you know, the, the game was just a little bit too big for them, you know, and um, I think they're going to get better, and I think we're going to be able to fix it. But, uh, you know, it's just tough going in without all your bullets, especially playing a great program like FPD. 28-7, by the way, the final score uh, in this game. So, Let's get back to more sports talk. An Extra Point with Phil Jones. All right, welcome back, everybody. Phil Jones with you, along with LG. Larry Godwin is in studio with me. And on the phone, let's see who we've got. Welcome in to the show, caller. What's going on, Phil? It's Cole Moore checking in with us. Yeah, what's going on? Hey, man, y'all didn't tell me the band was getting back together. <laughs> the band is back together. <laughs> I love our- <laughs> Simon, this, this Simon is- and Garfunkel. This is like a, a special tour edition of like a We Are the World type of deal. Yeah, yeah, it's a one-off. <laughs> so listen, here, here, here's the deal, Cole. Uh, Phil's people reached out to my people. We're negotiating back and forth. 
<laughs> Something like that, yeah. <laughs> What's up, Cole? What's going on, man? Uh, hey, man. The Blue Devils are getting ready to, to, to take over Baysmore Hider Friday night. Yeah, so let's let's all three talk about that. I think that's a more interesting game than maybe uh, we all realize, especially after what happened Friday night with Valdosta. Got to be honest with you, before Friday night, and I've, and I've said this before, I thought Valdosta was maybe on its way with the with the points that they had put out there. Uh, you know, don't know what happened. First of all, Lowndes, as Larry mentioned, had a great game plan. They're daring Valdosta to throw the ball, and we saw what happened there. Now, let's talk about the Tiff County thing. We talked about Tiff beating Irwin a couple of weeks ago and how big that was because, look, let's all face it. Yeah. Tiff is trying to get back in this thing taking baby steps. you agree with that, Cole? Yeah, okay. of course. So, I, I say that meaning the win over Irwin uh, at Avenge last year made everybody forget about that, okay, and they took care of business as they should have. Now, you beat Worth County last week, a couple of touchdowns, right? Yeah, uh, 10 points. 10 points, okay. So now you've got a chance. We know, but those of us that have lived, you know, in either community, Valdosta or Tiff, you know how big this 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 rivalry can be between Tiff and Valdosta. Yeah. Uh, so I'm just saying, Tiff's got a chance to really get some steam built up before region play starts. Uh, we'd like to hear you two talk about it now. Yeah, I think Tiffin has a really good opportunity. <clears throat> and talking with Coach Dean uh, earlier in the week, he feels confident. Kids feel confident. Uh, <laughs> nobody, listen, uh, listen. I'm, I'm, just, I'm, yeah, I'm la not laughing at you. I'm la laughing at LG shaking his head. Listen, if <laughs> County is not scared of Valdosta, we're not scared of the uh, Baysmore Hider. The kids are the, the kids will be ready to go Friday night. And I believe, honest opinion, whoever is able to run the ball and control the line of scrimmage will win this football game Friday night. Valdosta. No. <laughs> <laughs> so why do you say that, Larry? I mean, really. I think um, – I don't think Tiff County is quite there yet. I see them getting up better because I do go back and because I've been interested in the kind of offense that uh, Noel Dean has brought. So, and it's an interesting variation uh, of the veer. It's, it's almost mm -hmm. like a it pistol is. veer. It is, yeah. And it's kind of weird seeing a quarterback only two to three yards off the center and taking a snap in a shotgun like that. So it's not a true shotgun. Not a true shot. So yeah. it's very interesting to me. And, and I see the offense getting better. I just don't see it quite there yet because quite frankly they did they did kind of struggle against some some smaller teams like yeah. a, an Irwin County um, somewhat against Worth County and and some other teams so I just don't see it developing quickly enough to beat a team like Valdosta go yeah I, I, I I'm opposite I think um, I think Tiffin has a shot and control the game if we're able to run the ball and and able to move the ball up but that is question marks um, mm. Zach Carter, who has 590 rushing yards on the year, uh, is questionable coming into the oh, Valdosta no. game. Um, uh, also, with three offensive linemen uh, that oh, could possibly gosh. not be playing. Well, so, okay, well, let me let me back up then. Uh, and, and LG w w was right to a certain degree about the offense. It's still trying to get there, but but you just named really 75 percent of the offense. Yeah. Yeah, Zach Carter is a big, big piece. He's he a is. harder. 
and, and, and he's the heart of that football team on the offensive side of the ball. He's still question mark. He could go. Um, he's been battling a, uh, a MCL sprain, so um, and, and he has played, but um, he kind of aggravated it towards uh, early third quarter against Worth County. So um, we're not 100% sure if he will go Friday. But we do get some suspended players back from the uh, Irwin game, and that's also uh, our second leading rusher, which is uh, Javon King. He'll be back. So if uh, Zach can't start, it'll be uh, King at, at running back. Cole, let me ask you a different type of question. You know, uh, we really don't know how the, the TIF offense is going to hold up against Valdosta's defense. Valdosta still does have a pretty good defense. But I think the key to this game is going to be TIF County's defensive line against Valdosta's offensive line. How is your TIF County Blue Devil defense holding up this year? Yeah, I, I'm not too sure about our secondary. Uh, I, I was very high on them until uh, last week, and, and, and the Worth County um, <laughs> quarterback pretty much uh, he had 178 yards passing. So, uh, you know, we, we struggled there. Um, as far as against the rush, I still feel very confident in that defensive line up front. Um, I think that that group is very strong against the run. <clears throat> So, I, I feel confident. Um, you know, it, it, this game may last two hours. <laughs> Both teams are going to try to establish the run. So, I think whoever can establish the run, control the line of scrimmage, will win the football game. We may have a record-setting uh, number of punts Friday night. <laughs> <laughs> to, be, to be honest with you when, you, when we first started this conversation, I'm just sitting here in my head thinking of a score, and I'm not joking – this could be like an 8-7 game. One team decides to go for two you know, and wins it. Years ago, years ago uh, Lowndes beat Valdosta 3 to nothing. I think it might be one of those games. I remember that. Yeah, I hey, think look, this game man. might be like 7-3 or 10-7. Yep, it could very like well be. I'm with you. I don't care if it's 2 to nothing as long as Tip County comes Absolutely, on top. Man. I Absolutely, man. I don't care. Uh, look, man, uh, there's no love lost against these, uh, especially on the Tipsy side. We don't like each other. Uh, my kids are fired up and ready to go. Um, so, I'm looking forward. This is the next step, right? I mean, beating about Asta, even though they're down, is a step forward in your in building a program. Um, it's a team that we haven't had a lot of success beating in history. So, getting a win would be very big going into region. Yeah. Gotcha. But – Another key thing is interesting is how is Tiff County going to handle the on to being on the road first road game of the season? Wow, I didn't realize that, Cole. Yeah, yeah. Um, they have not road, played away from home yet. No, no. This is our first road game of the season. How about that? Wow. Yeah. That, so I'm, that, that is not in road. That is interesting. So the first road game. Not only of the year, but of the Noel Dean era. Yeah, that's right. Now, Cole, uh, in, uh, this is going to be kind of a related question to that. You told me earlier in the week that uh, Tiff County was selling their allotment of Valdosta tickets very, very briskly. Is that still yeah. is that still the case? Do y'all expect a big crowd there at Baysmore? Oh yeah, I expect a huge. Actually, I expect more Tiff County fans than Valdosta Ooh. fans. Um, <clears throat> matter of fact, Tiff County has stopped 
the selling of tickets and uh, because, you know, we want to give people a chance and, and they will be open Thursday, a select amount of tickets. And then the rest, uh, Valdosta refused to give us more tickets. So we'll, wow. we'll you have to get them at the gate. Really? So, so what number are you up to so far? Do you know? Um, so we're over 2,000 sold tickets. Whoa. Listen, let, let me just stop you right there, Cole, and address the Valdosta fan. Valdosta fans, I think Cole Moore has just issued you guys a challenge. Tiff County Athletics has just issued the Valdosta fan base a challenge. We've been kind of making light of it. Everybody's been making light of it all year long about the lack of attendance at Valdosta games. We can blame it on COVID. I'm sure there's a, a certain percentage of population that, that takes that seriously where they don't want to attend the games, even though it's outdoors. But are you going to let Blue Devil Nation show up and have more fans there than you do. Well, it, now this is a this is a fan base that has got re-energized because sure. of what Old Dean is doing around the community. Um, not a lot of people take Big Blue seriously year one, but Old Dean is, issued a challenge to the fan base: say, "Hey, let's make this a home game." <laughs> How about that? That would be something. Brody Field at the base. How about that? that? It, and I, listen, if they have indeed sold two thousand tickets for a road game, yeah, I mean that's that, that's Lounge Colquitt level. Yes, it tickets. is. It, it really is. Well, I, you know, when I heard these numbers, I, I'm just happy for our fan base. You know, I'm sure. I'm just more happy that the Blue Devils fans are buying into the program and and wanting to to be a part of this program and. And we've talked about, me and LG's talked about this a lot. Support goes a long ways in getting these kids fired up. You got to have the support. Yeah. But what I want to, the Blue Devil Nation to do is, regardless if we win or lose Friday night, keep coming. Keep supporting. Keep supporting because. If you support, the, comp, the, the wins will eventually come. Yeah. And, and, and that's what I'm saying. You know. If they lose Friday, this Friday, do not quit supporting. Keep keep battling. These kids are practicing. They're they're working their tails off. Keep supporting them because we will eventually break through. Okay, this is not this is not a quick turnaround, but keep supporting. Keep coming. Keep supporting. Um, I like what I'm hearing. I look to see everybody in Tiff County Friday night. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, Cole. Thanks for the call, buddy. All right, y'all. Have a good one. See you, man. Right. So, Larry is uh, pushed for time, so we're going to run through some things here because uh, he has got a hard deadline to meet. So, let's talk about some things. I've got to get your take yeah. on, because we've been talking about this, you and I have, how big was Ashley Henderson's victory, Thomas County Central, going to Callaway, defending state champions, We've been waiting for Ashley to have that breakthrough victory. He hasn't. He's got there. He's, he's been close. Uh, hadn't been able to get there yet. And he finally gets that victory uh, that we've been waiting on. And I say those of uh, – we, we've been waiting on we being fans of Ashley Henderson, Thomas County Central. He finally gets it against, again, a strong program in Callaway. Phil, it, you know, he, he's a young coach, so it, this might be a stretch. But – I want to say something like, Phil, this may be a career-defining win. The reason I say this is because if he'd have lost this game and then continued to lose, 
um, it may have been his last season yes. at Tom's County yes. Central. And that's yes. what he would have been known for a long time because I'm sure he wants to remain head coach, if not here, elsewhere. So this type of win over a, a very high quality – because Callaway was a state championship cha- champion yeah, last yeah, year. Yeah, they beat Fitzgerald in the state championship. And they came into this game undefeated, I believe, right? Yes. Yeah, they've won like – I think uh, the, the victory broke like I think it was a – and I may be mistaken, like a 17-game winning streak. Yeah, and so Thomas County Central has been struggling the last few years. Exactly. And so now – Ashley Henderson is trying to build a program, and he's finally got these kids to the point where they're beating high-quality teams like a Callaway. So that's why I say this may be a career-defining win because if he can take this win, leverage it, and galvanize his team and his fan base, he can start to do some big, big things. Right. The last thing you want to do now, if you're a Thomas County Central fan, and Ashley knows this. He and I actually talked about it Friday night. You know, I sent him a a text of congratulations, and and, and he knows, hey, we can't now – Take a step forward and two steps back. That's right. So you got to keep pushing. All right. So again, while I've got you, Larry, I want to run through some things. Uh, caller, we'll get to you eventually. Uh, just hang on. Um, so let's talk about uh, the Warner Robins Lee County game. We were there. It was the ITG next game of the week this past Friday night. Had record number of viewers, guys. Big, big thumbs up. Big thanks from all of us here at ITG Next for for coming out in big numbers. We thank you for that. But were you surprised when you – and I don't know, were you keeping up with the game? Uh, did you just hear the final score and go, wow, your thoughts on Lee County losing to Warner Robins? Well, I predicted that Warner Robins would win that game. But I did not – no one got the margin right. Same. No one. I thought it would be a one-score game. And Warner Robins, because of their talent level and because some of the youth, especially at the quarterback position – at Lee County, I thought he would have gotten frustrated and made, you know, baited into making some key mistakes and Warner Robins take advantage of that late in the game. But you know, I didn't even keep up with the game because of the Wintersville Classic. I had so many duties with the live streaming and things like that. Right. So I woke up Saturday morning, started to check the scores, and saw that score, and I thought it was a misprint. I'm like, <laughs> what the heck? Is this for real? So I checked a couple other sites. It's like, well, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, it was uh, it was one of those nights where you know you know how strong Lee was. Uh, obviously, there were a record number. The the uh, um, one Robbins uh, athletic director told me he had a record number of media requests for the game. Wow. Uh, believe me, it was packed up there. Uh, Peachtree TV was up there. Everybody else and their brother was there. Anyway, um, it was one of those games though where you're looking at Warner Robbins and you're seeing as the game's developing. This team is one of the best, and I have been following high school football for 20-plus years. Right. And it was one of the most dominating performances I have ever seen in my life. No weaknesses. Offensive line, defensive line. uh, I mean, you name it, Warner Robbins is very proficient at what they do. Special teams – I mean, it's just incredible. There, there are no weaknesses. So, it's going to be real interesting. Right now, if I was a betting man, and I'm not, uh, I would put my money on Warner Robins winning a second consecutive state title going to, what is it, number five in a row right. for Marquise Westbrook. And you know what, Phil? This really goes to um, knock the argument of, you know, what you get in a spring game or a preseason scrimmage is what you get during the regular season. That's not the case. We saw – uh, I gotta say how bad Warner Robins looked in their in their spring game, 
And so to see that team and where they are now, it is phenomenal. Hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine. That team, Marquise Westbrook, whatever he did, he took his learnings. Remember, fail fast. Yep. He took his learnings from the spring game, put the pieces together over the summer, and started the season firing on all cylinders. Well, think about it, Larry. I mean, you know, anytime you hear of a coach that takes a team to four straight yeah. state championship games, and I look, you can say what you want to about winning it. Well, yeah, but he didn't win the first three or whatever. You know, it took him to four tries, uh, and you hear the jokes about the Buffalo Bills this and that. Look, it's hard to get to a state championship game, yeah. okay? If you don't win it, okay. But to go back and do it again, to go back and do it again, to go back and – I mean, that is saying something. And the reason I bring that up, I think it goes to what you're saying. I think Marquise Westbrook should not be underrated. The heck I mean, no. If he is, you're, you're, you're nuts. But I just think that here's a coach that is able to identify any areas of weakness, yep. maybe that, that there was evident in the game that y'all were – you know, that you had with Lowndes, uh, that one that one had with Lowndes. So he sees what we've got to do, what he's got to do to get his team better, and he does that. And it looks like, you know, that's what he's doing year in and year out because, let's face it, you know, most guys, unless they're a starting freshman, you're going to get them for two, maybe three years, okay? So you've got to rebuild. You've got to reshuffle. People thought when Warner Robbins lost Jalen Addy, that was it. That's right. Christian Lane is more of a better pure quarterback. I'm not talking about athlete. I'm talking about a pure quarterback than Jalen Addy ever was. Listen, when Marquise Westbrook revealed that uh, he was going to use Jalen Addy, his star starting quarterback, also on the defense in the defensive backfield as a safety, as physical a, a position that is, there's no red jersey on a safety. You're right. Right. So You're there, right. there's no no don't touch me. As a matter of fact, the safety you know delivers punishment. That's right. That's what they're known for. Yep. So when when he started talking about that last season, people thought he was crazy. But there was like a, this this Mad Hatter type of deal, this this professor, mad professor that kind of knew what he was doing. He experimented there. At the same time, he got his backup quarterback some valuable experience. And now here we are one year later and leading this very, very high-powered Warner Robins offense. Uh, all right. So, uh, again, just a few minutes with Larry. So, I want to try to get as much as we yeah. can in here. This was the week of some of the craziest Biggest surprises I've ever seen right. in one weekend. Rome, who had been showing under John Reed that, you know, they were going to have an off year. Well, they come up and beat Carrollton. Yep. Uh, by the way, did you see how many of these games that these teams were uh, double-digit underdogs? Yeah, it was crazy. And they won. Rome yep. Carrollton was one of them. We talked about Benedictine Ware. How about Pierce County shutting out Fitzgerald, allowing the Purple Hurricanes – one first down and less than 50 total yards of offense. Well, we kind of thought that Fitzgerald had, had turned the corner with their offense because several weeks ago, Tucker Pruitt said that, you know, his offense was kind of struggling, only scoring one touchdown in two or three games. And then they had the, the next game that following week, won it with a pretty good offensive performance. So, so here we thought, okay, here we go. They finally turned the corner, and then they go over to Blackshear and get shut down by Big Blue over there. Now, this weekend, you want to talk about uh, what is it they say about the immovable object versus the whatever. You know, Something the, like that. Yeah, okay, whatever. <laughs> However it goes. i gotta, I got to write that down sometime. Well, you know what I'm talking about. This is it. You basically got two forces, okay, physics coming together. 
you've got Pierce County with that unpenetrable defense is going to be hosting Rabin County and a quarterback that is on his way to becoming the most prolific quarterback ever in the state of Georgia. He's already thrown for 1,700 yards in five games, 22 touchdowns. Of course, talking about Gunnar Stockton. So you've got now, with apologies to Fitzgerald, this ain't a Fitzgerald coming to town. Uh, this is Pierce County's and that defense and Rabin County going to be going at it Friday night. You are kidding me. You want to talk about great high school football at its finest. That's going to be a good one Friday night. Absolutely, man. There's, there's a reason why this, this kid was featured on an ESPN uh, marquee game of the year at the start of the season. There's a reason why I feel that he's going to the University of Georgia to challenge Brock Vandegrift and some of these other stud D1 quarterbacks that UGA is amassing, right? Because Kirby Smart sees something in this kid. He sees what the rest of us sees. Was, is a big arm, uh, confidence under pressure, a lot of composure, poise. This guy, if Pierce County's not careful, will pick you apart. So, you know, if you're a D.C. for Pierce County, what do you do? Do you play zone? Do you play off the line? Well, shoot, Gunnar Stockton will pick you apart underneath. If you try to jam the receivers, those receivers are good enough to get off the line, he will burn you deep. So this guy's got all the weapons. Last thing, I know you got to go, so uh, I want to honor that. Irwin County defeats Brooks. Now, Irwin County is coming off that tough loss at Tiff County, and everybody's like, okay, well, we'll just talk it up. It's going to be one of those years in Osceola on the reservations. Brooks County, remember, they had had a couple of big explosive wins, and it's like they were on their way back, and then, lo and behold, they lose to Irwin 21-13. Nothing is making sense this year in high school football. Absolutely, man. Listen – this is just one of those years where conventional wisdom is being turned on its ear. It really is. So it would not surprise me to see some unexpected teams make deep playoff runs, maybe even meet in, in a few state title games. I said before the year started, and look, I don't have a crystal ball. It just, it, with our knowledge of high school football, you could tell that things were building up to be a very special year. Yeah. I said that before the year started, and you know what, Larry? It is not disappointed and it has not been anything necessarily that I didn't expect. You know, we've had some of these surprises and you're going to have those in a certain week. But you know what? Overall, we have had what I think is the most entertaining season of high school football so far in a long time. Yeah, so here's here's my final, final word and then you gotta go. Final prediction for region one seven eight still up in the air. You know, you, you talk about how, how well Lowndes has done, but Colquitt is still an enigma as well. They've needed five or six games to get their, their oars under, their, their sea legs under them, yes. if you will. Yep. So Camden is coming on strong. We don't know what to expect from Tiff County up there. So Region 17 is still up for grabs. Now Region 16A, is it just a, an accepted fait accompli that Lee County is going to run away with that thing? Well, you know, Warner Robins, by defeating Lee County, swept – they did. One six eight. They did. But yeah, to answer your question, yes, I think the answer is absolutely positively they'll be the uh, number one seed. Yeah, absolutely. So, hey guys, I've had a t- I've had a blast. Thank you so much for bringing the band back together, Phil. We got to do it again. Have your people call my people. We'll set it up. <laughs> work out the contract details. You guys keep watching, and if you can't get enough of LG, we'll see you at seven oh five. Thanks a lot, Larry. Appreciate you coming in, buddy. See you guys. All right. Hey guys, stay with me. I'll be right back. Ah, you know that sound. That's the sound of an ice-cold Pepsi-Cola 
on a red-hot South Georgia afternoon. Stop by and pick up an ice-cold Pepsi-Cola, or better yet, pick up a case of them at your nearest store. Pepsi-Cola. They've been quenching thirsts of Georgians for dozens of years, and they can take care of your thirst today. That's Pepsi-Cola. There's nothing better on a hot Georgia afternoon than Pepsi-Cola. Been thinking of finally getting that health insurance for you and your family? Bull Durham Insurance offers affordable health insurance. Also, insurance for your auto, home, and life insurance to make sure your family is taken care of in the unfortunate event something should happen to you. No matter if you live in Macon or Moultrie, Bull Durham Insurance can take care of all of your insurance needs. The number's easy to remember. 229-985-1415. 985-1415. Bull Durham Insurance. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your North Ashley Street, Winn-Dixie, and Valdosta has everything you need in one stop. They are your full-scale floral department, pharmacy, and full hot deli and bar so when there's no time to cook no problem let Win dixie feed your family tonight that's Win dixie north ashley street in valdosta scared of going to the dentist everybody is but let dr mike mccartney and his staff take care of you and all of your dental needs dr mike offers sedation dentistry for those that feel a little bit nervous about sitting in the dentist chair. Dr. Mike McCartney, ADL Dental Associates, sees patients from all over Middle and South Georgia. So make the drive today to ADL Dental Associates. You can also make the call, 896-7679. That's 229-896-7679. You can also check out all the services they offer at ADL Dental Associates. Our offensive line was playing a lot of, you know, guys with not big game experience, and there's nothing that we can do about that except get in those games and, and then see how we're going to react. And, you know, we we had a, you know, we had some COVID issues. Uh, we, we had a, our middle linebacker starting guard was out. Uh, we knew that going in, but, uh, you know, it was, we had to end up starting a, a freshman at, at Mike linebacker and, Playing some guys you know, on offensive line that that uh, you know that that played hard, but uh, you know the, the game was just a little bit too big for them, you know. And um, I think they're going to get better, and I think we're going to be able to fix it. But uh, you know, it's just tough going in without all your bullets, especially playing a great program like FPD. Twenty-eight-seven. By the way, the final score uh, in this game. So let's get back to more sports talk. An extra point with Phil Jones.
All right, welcome back, guys. Uh, thanks so much for uh, Larry Godwin, uh, or to Larry Godwin, for joining me today here on the show. Good stuff there. We'll try to have Larry back periodically. Uh, so much uh, more fun for, uh, for two of us to interact with you guys, and uh, we appreciate Larry uh, coming in today. Guys, thank you so much for all your comments. Now it's just you, me and you and a dog named Blue. So bring those comments on, and uh, let's talk some high school football. Right now, going to go to the phone lines, and we want to thank my buddy Joe Mamone for hanging on. Joe, thanks for your patience, brother. Hey, Phil, I have a tear in my eye. <laughs> so when, when, I, when I heard you and Larry together, you know, we're the same age. I think we were actually born the same month or the same week. Yeah. Um, when I saw you guys together, it reminded me of that old Peaches and Herbs song called Reunited. Reunited and it feels, feels so good. Absolutely. Yes. I had a little tear in my eye because it had been a while. <laughs> it had, and I cold more throughout the band is back and uh, uh, baby steps. You know, uh, LG and yep. I got, you know, getting back together and. Uh, uh, you know, we're trying to, you know, um, maybe announcing a, a worldwide tour. Details on that still to come. Joe, you being a music guy, I knew you would appreciate that. Yeah, and, and I'm, right now I'm coming up with my top three duos of all time, and it's you, it's LG and you, <laughs> followed by Laurel and Hardy, followed by <laughs> Abbott and Costello. Wait a minute. I thought you were about to lump us uh, with uh, uh, some other duos, Simon and Garfunkel maybe. How about Lennon and McCartney? Uh, there you go. Now, that's numero uno, brother. That's right. So, so hey, thanks for the time. I wanted to let you know I have some news, have some high school football news. So, as you know, our company, Prep Grid Iron Logistics, Logistics is the official scheduler of the Freedom Bowl every year. Uh, the Freedom Bowl is up in Milton. It's, yeah, it's, right. It's, uh, it's a great event, a Georgia versus a USA type of event. This year we had a... Uh, uh, Life Christian Academy against Milton. We had uh, Greenville Christian, the top team in Mississippi, played Collins Hill. Right. And and uh, the Freedom Bowl yeah. is expanding. So the, the Freedom Bowl is expanding up to uh, Canton, Ohio. We're going to be having, going forward for the next few years, a, a five-game event, Ohio versus the USA, where the top five teams in Ohio take on Top five teams from all over the country that want to come up and hang out at the Pro Football, Pro Football Hall of Fame, mm -hmm. tour Canton, check out everything that, that the football village is all about. And I, and I want to put the word out there because obviously we'd love for some Georgia teams, especially South Georgia teams, to drive on up I-75 and play in this event. So, so make sure your listeners out there, tell your schools, your ADs, your, uh, 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 any administrators you know that. Uh, hey, let, let's take the whole community up to Canton Football Hall of Fame and, and have a great weekend of high school football next August. Well, I did not know you you were the official scheduler for the uh, for the Freedom Bowl. I knew that uh, Coach Sly and the gang, by the way, we've gotten to know those guys uh, uh, up there at Milton, uh, Coach Clack, and, uh, boy, they're just great. Great people. I'm talking about top notch. It just doesn't get any better or more classy than those guys at Milton. Yeah, that, yeah, we've been working with them for about the last two or three years. We bring they set up they bring in the Georgia teams and we bring in the out of state teams. Same things going on up in Canton. We're going to be bringing in the out of state teams 
and the uh, and the event organizer up there in Ohio is going to be uh, 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 corralling all the the Ohio team. So it's going to be five games over two days, and I'm hoping that a couple of South Georgia teams uh, want to make the trip up there and 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 see all, see everything that Canton is. Uh, it's a great great place to be, whether whether it's football or, or just sightseeing. Uh, it's a, it's a really a fantasy weekend away up there if you, for, for any football fan. So, uh, and I, I already reached out to a couple of teams down there. You know, I reached out to coach Dean at Tiff County. You remember he's a Midwestern guy from, uh, came from Michigan. So, uh, I, I'm trying to get him to come up, uh, and bring the whole Tiff County community up, up to Canton. And, uh, hopefully we'll have some other, uh, South Georgia teams, uh, who that want to participate and, and make it a great event. Man, that is great, Joe. I, you know, again, I, I, I've been saying this for, for even going back to my radio show days, uh, and I carried it on, too, uh, here uh, when joining ITG Next, uh, and that is the fact that we've had the Corky Kill Classic up in North Georgia, and I know there's been some South Georgia teams involved. Of course, Lowndes is a part of that every year, but um, – you know, we need more involvement of teams from, you know, all around the state, not just one area. And we need to have a showcase event. And, again, for those of you that watch the show a lot, you know where I'm going with this. We need to have that showcase event. Uh, we need to have the Corky Kale remain. Don't get me wrong. And I'd love to see South Georgia teams remain a part of that. But we also need to have an event in southern Georgia. I'd love to see the Corky Kale I'd love to see something in southern Georgia, and I'd love to see a, an event held, Joe, up at uh, Mercer University's five-star stadium. You know, make, make it to where anybody that wants to see great football, showcase-caliber football, Joe, able to see it and be a part of it. Yeah, well, we've done that. If you remember, we have coming um, uh, August 20th of next year at Lowndes, we're going to have the the, the Georgia Florida Challenge right. high school Ab football right. event. Yes, yeah. So we're going to have Lowndes and Colquitt taking on American Heritage and Deerfield Beach, respectively. Uh, so that's a great start. Like I said, as the years go on, it'll get bigger and better. <clears throat> Just talking to Mr. Producer about American Heritage, we are going to be venturing into Southern Florida this weekend. ITG next heads south. And we're taking the ITG next game of the week to Cardinal Gibbons to bring you guys the uh, Cardinal Gibbons and American Heritage game. And uh, so two, not just two great Florida programs, but two nationally recognized programs, Joe. So uh, looking forward to going down there and catching Patrick Sertain and his Patriots of American Heritage. And, of course, Matt DeBuck and his Cardinal Gibbons Chiefs. That's going to be a great game. Yeah, that's a, that's a great matchup. Those schools up there, it's very similar to Georgia 7A where, where you know, you have a, a lot of really good teams fighting for the number one spot. The same's going on there down in Florida with the parochials. You know, you, you got uh, St. St. Thomas Aquinas, you got American Heritage, you have um, um, uh, Cardinal Gibbons, and now you have Chaminade Madonna that has jumped onto the national scene after their victory at Buford. So uh, there's, yeah, there's a lot that? of it was it was huge. I mean, uh, you know, we we knew it. I mean, we televised that on Flow, so I knew that was going to be a good game. Um, so uh, it, it was it, I was proud. I'm I'm proud to be a part of those type of games. My buddy, Hank, we, yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's why we do what we do to to help small schools like Chaminade Madonna get exposure versus the big boys, and they and they 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 did it in a big way. 
Champagne Catholic, uh, my buddy uh, Hector down there, of course, uh, defending state champions. I think they're what two A, three A. Yeah, they're two um, A. Yeah, two A. And uh, but again, just another. You know what? I love to tell the story, Joe. And mm-hmm. I don't even know if you're familiar with this, but you know, Champagne Catholic, uh, a great program. But like a lot of those schools, those parochial schools down there, they just don't have any facilities to speak of. Mm-hmm. They have no athletic budget. You know, they're private schools, and and so uh, they have great football programs. They field great teams, but. You know, they had uh, – what was his name? Um, the He was the number one kicker in the United States. Um, oh, his name escapes me right now. Anyway, he was kicking between two palm trees mm-hmm. because they had no facilities for him to practice field goals. So he literally had to kick it between two palm trees when they had their state championship rings – uh, produced what they had on their championship ring was two palm trees. That's and, great. And, yeah, and Coach told me, Hector told me that uh, the, the reason they did that was to, to to always remind the guys, no matter where they went in life, that they could always think back to having the very basics and having uh, Andres uh, Borgales was his name. He kicks for the University of Miami now. Uh, but he was having to kick, you know, in practice, and they had to use a city park, and his field goal post were two palm trees, so they had that uh, emblazoned on the uh, championship rings. Just yeah, a great I'm, story. I remember that story, and, and we have a good story with them, too. When, the, when they were first making their run and becoming a power in Florida, uh, we sent them up to um, Louisville, Kentucky, to play the top team in Kentucky, uh, Trinity, Louisville Trinity. Uh, and, uh, you know, they fell 28-7, to 7, but that, that game, by them going all the way up from Miami to Louisville and playing a, a, a top 25 team in America, very, very tough. We knew there, you knew there was something going on there for the better, and, and Hector's taking it to the new level, and they continue to flourish. Yeah, without a doubt. Just so many great stories down there. That's why we're excited uh, to be going down there and, and, again, bringing you guys a couple of games from down there. Of course, uh, at the end of the month, at the end of October, we're going to be broadcasting – the Warner, <laughs> Warner, get ready for it. Warner Robins Coffee County game. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, That's it great. just, oh man, I'm like a kid in a candy store, man. Yeah. So, and we, uh, and Phil, yeah. we have on flow our, our last game, uh, one of our last games of the season on flow, uh, is going to be, um, when Lee County hosts Northside from Warner Robins. So, we're looking forward to that game too. Uh, we, it, Having every all our fans around the, the the flow network around America watch that game sounds like dueling streamers here. That's right. <laughs> but hey, you know, there's plenty of uh, football to go around for everybody. Uh, that's right. You know that. Uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see Northside Warner Robins if they can bounce back. You know, they uh, they took a uh, ticket on the chin this past week against Colquitt County. But you know, so much great football being played right now. Look, unpredictability yeah. is the name of the game right now. You just you don't know what's going to happen from week to week. You don't. At, at, you know, at any level in all the states, it's like that. It's going on uh, all, all over the place and. Parity is good for the game. It's great for the game. It really is, uh, Joe. So, uh, all right. Well, Joe, uh, anything else, brother? No, I'm just going to uh, sign off by uh, 
by blasting my new my new uh, old favorite song. Okay, so listen listen on. All right, got you. United. Yeah, come on, Joe. Excited cause we're reunited. Hey, hey. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll leave with that. Next time I want you and Larry to sing it together. <laughs> we'll do it. In right, the same a, microphone. Exactly. <clears throat> Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Have a great night. And uh, hopefully, oh, I'm going to be in Athens this weekend watching the Arkansas game. Really? W- wanted you to know. I'll be in Georgia again. All right, buddy. All right. So you take care. We'll talk to you again soon. See you, Joe. Bye. Bye bye. Eddie Bailey. Uh, darn it, Joe. I hope you're still watching the show, buddy. Eddie Bailey says Joe Mamone, Canton, Ohio, used to be my playing days at Fawcett Stadium, Hall of Fame Stadium. Eddie Bailey, that's good stuff, buddy. Uh, did you play for the Canton High School team? And if you did, what a uh, an experience that must be to play there at uh, at that stadium. So, uh, how are we doing on time, Mr. Producer? We're good. Okay. Um, so let's. Uh, hey guys, let's get caught up on some of your comments. We haven't. I haven't looked over and uh, uh, and talked about uh, what you guys are talking about. So let's do that. Come on, let's get engaged, so to speak. Um, all right. I just figured out, by the way. Ponder, Ponder Red Knob. That's Ponder spelled backwards. Uh, yeah, I'm a little bit slow. It, uh, it took me a little while to figure that out. But uh, uh, anyway, Ponder, you bring good stuff here. Uh, Ponder is checking in. And you are a Colquitt fan, I take it. It's got to be with all those Ponders over there. <clears throat> um, let's see here. Charles King, of course, uh, uh, keeping up and uh, taking up for his big blue. Kenneth Hurst, I know you've got to feel good about your Thomas County Central Yellow Jackets, man. Jose Badilla, hey, Phil, let me just say this. Central is leadership on the team is led by a whole lot of juniors. You're right. So that means that they are in store, Jose, for another big season. So that is uh, good news to hear there, buddy. Love that. Chad Layfield is checking in with us. Chad, what's up, brother? Chad says, uh, Warner Robbins gave Lee 14 points. It should have been worse. Uh, yeah, you could say that. I mean, it was already pretty bad as it was, but uh, you're right. Wayne Gladden checking in, says, good Tuesday. Wayne, how you doing, buddy? Um, all right, Jim Blair says, hey, I'm going to Cairo Bainbridge game. <clears throat> I hear you there, Jim. That ought to be a good one. What do you think is going to happen there? <clears throat> Can Bainbridge finally... Breakthrough, you think, and get the victory? Uh, we shall see. Rodney Johnson says uh, coffee's on top. Uh, so, we're again, we're going to be there, was it October the 29th, I believe it is, for coffee and Warner Robins. We already have our seat. We already have our place in the visitor's press box reserved. I mean, there's nobody going to be kicking us out of that press box. I promise you that. <clears throat> there's my dig there at uh, our friends at Peachtree TV. Uh, Abby Pearson, of course, is always checking in. So, Stephen Wynn talking about Gunnar Stockton being a run threat also. You are right. I talked earlier about the number of yards he's got throwing the football. He's thrown for like 22 touchdowns and through just, what, five games. He is going to turn out 
uh, if, it, if he hasn't reached the plateau number already, he's going to turn out to be the state's most prolific passer, with hands down. Uh, and, and he's going to pass Gunnar Stockton. I mean, um, not Gunnar Stockton, but Trevor Lawrence in doing so. Um, but you're right, Stephen. He may have double-digit rushing touchdowns <clears throat> as well. So uh, he certainly is a threat to run it. Here's my thing. So he's going to get up there to Georgia, and you know now you're going to get into a battle with all those other studs up there at Georgia. Um, it just kind of makes you wonder, is there room enough for everybody up there at Georgia? I mean, let's face it. You know, you want to go and you want to be the man, especially if you're already the man. And Gunnar Stockton is the man. But again, you're going to get up there and you're going to compete with the with all these other big dogs there. Uh, the former Prince Avenue Christian quarterback, uh, he's already up there. In fact, he's looking pretty good as it is. So um, you just got to wonder kind of what that's going to uh, where that's going to lead. I hate to say it, could very well be talking about. The transfer portal. I hate to say that, but listen, if you're if you're a quarterback, why would you? If you're a good quarterback, if you're a great quarterback, why would you stick around uh, and go through? You know, holding a clipboard. You not no no no. They're not going to do that uh, for sure. All right. Um, so Eddie says it was at Canton Timken Senior High School. Shared the stadium with uh, Canton McKinley. Well, that is something else taking that high school stadium, taking that field every Friday night when you had a home game. That's uh, that's pretty big stuff there. All right, so I want to go back and check out some of our other uh, former comments that I missed earlier. James, uh, is that LB? James, you're new to the show. I saw a lot of new names today, by the way, guys. I love it. Uh, James, are you a Valdosta fan? Or a Lowndes fan. Let me hear from you, James, if you're still checking out uh, the show. Uh, let's see here. Wilbur Pelfrey. Wilbur, you were getting uh, giving uh, old coach the the fit, weren't you? Talking about working on – I thought it was kind of cool, a coach saying, yeah, we don't practice uh, on the offsides. I knew what he meant, but I certainly hope they're practicing on the cadence kind of stuff. I mean, I'm hoping that – they're they're practicing on making their guys not jump uh, ahead of the cadence, but but I, but I understand what he was saying for sure. All right, guys, a couple of things I want to talk about. Uh, keep those comments coming. About seven minutes uh, or so to go in the show. So the GHSA reclassification committee, they're going to meet. I believe it. Well, I know it is next week. I'm trying to remember. It's either Monday or Thursday of next week. And Larry and I were talking about it very briefly earlier and just, I mean, just, just scratched the surface. So we're going to have the GHSA is going to reclassify several programs are using that multiplier. And what that means is that they are going to take like city schools and all the school, all the students that are quote unquote out of zone or out of district students, okay, that go to the school, so that you don't have the perception of an unfair comp competitive, you know, balance. They're going to count themselves times two point five. That's what is referred to as the multiplier. 
So if for every one out of county or out of district, out of zone, student, call it whatever you want to, <clears throat> it's going to be counted times 2.5. So every two students is going to count as five. Okay, two times 2.5. You see where I'm going with that? So start doing the math on that, and you get into hundreds of students. Probably what we're looking at is because Valdosta is in the upper threshold, and I did not know that, to be honest with you. But Valdosta has a pretty high number, higher than the threshold, higher than the average, uh, higher than the state average number of out-of-county, or out, not out-of-county, but out-of-zone students. So what does that mean? It means that Valdosta is probably going to be going up because they're already on the threshold now. For those of you fans that don't know this, so Valdosta is already on the, the FTE is what they call it. That's the enrollment number where you start to differentiate all your classifications, 1A to 2A. You know, you hit a number. So if you've got this amount of students or less, you're in, say, 3A. Okay? Same way with 4A and 5A. That's, that's how they do it. Well, Valdosta is already at the threshold of being in 7A. Now, they give you a little bit of wiggle room there. In other words, if, and I'm just being using hypothetical numbers here. Let's just say a Valdosta, if the number is, not, and I have no idea what it is, guys. Um, <clears throat> let's just say it's 1,200. And I think that might be it. Let's say if you have 1,200 students, you qualify for 7A. I think Valdosta has been like at, like at 1,285 almost 100 students over the number, over the threshold. But they give you a little bit of a plus minus. They give you a little bit of wiggle room there. So by virtue of that, Valdosta has stayed in 6A. But with this multiplier coming up, uh, that means that Valdosta more than likely, and I think this takes it uh, takes effect, is it next year, 2022? Again, I'm not for sure on that. But they're going to jump to 7A. So get ready. It's coming. It's been talked about now. I can remember us talking about this back in when Alan Rodemaker was the coach there. So it's going to happen. Uh, Jim Blair says uh, 2.5 or 3.0. Oh, I think it's a 2.5 multiplier. Jose Badia, you and Larry do an outstanding job. You guys are straight guru. Oh, man, thank you for that, Jose. Uh, I appreciate the kind words, buddy. Uh, I'll pass that along to Larry if he's not listening. <clears throat> Jim Blair says, Phil, they play them all anyway. Good point, Jim. So it's not as if this is going to turn out to be something real foreign to Valdosta. I mean, you're right. You know, Valdosta's already playing Tift, uh, Lowndes, okay, already playing the 7A school. So you're right. Not going to be that big of a change. What I want to see, guys, okay, I want to see the old 1-7-A come back together. Well, you, you remember when he's, you know, when it used to be, gosh, I can remember it being 1-4-A, where it was Tift, Valdosta, Lounds, Coffee. Now, Coffee's not going to get back up. They've, they've been dropping in enrollment. <clears throat> and that's what happens with a lot of your rural communities. They lose enrollment rather than gain. But um, I can remember when the region was so crowded you had all the Warner Robins area schools in the same region with Tift, Lowndes, Valdosta. It was Tift, Lowndes, Valdosta, Coffee, 
uh, Houston County, Warner Robins, Northside Warner Robins. I mean, it was a free-for-all. Uh, but those days are gone. And what's happened is you have Warner Robins. They, they keep building these new schools uh, in the Warner Robins area, Houston County, of course, I mean. And so now you've got, uh, gosh, how many high schools is it? Got to remember, Perry is in Houston County. Okay. So you've got Perry High School. Houston County, you got the new Veterans High School. I said they're new. They're you know been there for a while now, out in Kathleen. Um, so again, that is a growing area. Probably going to add more uh, high schools in that area. Jim Blair, you're right, buddy. They used to do sub regions. You're absolutely right. I remember that. Uh, man, you're taking me back, Jim. I love it, buddy. Absolutely. All right, guys, uh, we are about out of time. I want to thank everybody for all the great comments. Bring it back with me tomorrow, guys, because uh, I will be back. Collins, yeah, buddy, uh, yeah, buddy McDaniel, I want to read this before we get out of here. Uh, that's right, Phil. I played in that region. It was very tough. Tiff Valdosta Coffee, where? I forgot about where being in there. Lowndes, Colquitt, I forgot. <laughs> Bainbridge. Can you guys imagine if all those teams were in a – that would be the super – region would it not unbelievable yeah jim blair veterans i mentioned them incredible all right guys we're out of time hey come back with me tomorrow let's do it again tomorrow it will be just me and you and a dog named blue because i'm flying solo no kennedy weems tomorrow either so let's talk some high school football tomorrow what do you say let's make it a date five o'clock right here at itg next to our facebook page I'll be waiting on you. See you.